Welcome into episode 146 of the Skate Podcast. I'm Brian DeFelice, joined by Bridget Pru. And Bridget, we had Scott, and then right before the episode began, he lost power. So we no longer have Scott. Yeah, so hopefully he can join us at some point. I, I feel like he's not dedicated enough to just call in and use his cell phone service, but he's worried about running out of power on his phone. But it's, I mean, it's almost 11 p.m. Who is he calling at this hour? Yeah, I mean, I'm a I'm a player's coach, so I'm not going to go to the media and, and, and bash him. But um, <laughs> I <you> am. <laughs> yeah, you're, going with the, you're going with the Cassidy approach there. So, yeah, uh, I think every like a lot of people lost power and Scott lives in Lowell. So, like, I think that area got hit pretty bad, um, losing power and crazy, crazy weather. Yeah, it's been insane today. Um, all weather's been all over the place. Um Bruins uh, have won two games since we last spoke. Uh, they beat the Jets three to two at the Garden, and then they beat the Devils four to three in New Jersey in a back-to-back situation. Two wins over two quality opponents. They took a three-two win over Winnipeg, and then they traveled. They traveled that last night um, to New Jersey, which was kind of a weird schedule situation for them, where they are coming off a home game, flying to. New Jersey. Luckily, they they got Swayman. Um, they got a good performance from Swayman in the first of the back to back. Then they're able to not have a tired goalie and start Allmark in the second game of the back to back against New Jersey. But there were points in tonight's game where you could tell it was a tired team, um, and and that they were dealing with some of the effects of traveling and. Um, it being, you know, six periods of hockey in such a short amount of time. Oh, for sure. I mean, this is a, uh, we talked about it recently, but this is a tough, this is a tough stretch for them. Um, you know, I, I know Scott mentioned online that this is kind of a scheduled loss or it, it appears to be when you have to go to New Jersey. Um, you know, it's not, it's not like they traveled far, you know, Boston to Jersey is like a 45 minute flight, but nonetheless, you yeah, but you get out of the rink light last night after beating the Jets in a, in a really competitive game. Um, as I mentioned, two quality opponents. The the Jets are uh, one of the one of the one of the better teams in the Western Conference. And you go to play New Jersey, and you know the Devils have had this game circled on their on their calendar for a while now. Um, for for about a month and a half, it was neck and neck between the Bruins and Devils. Bruins have pulled away the last few weeks here, but the Bruins are getting everybody's best and. I thought in I thought in the Jets game you go down two nothing, and we've talked about their slow starts over the last week and a half or so, despite coming up with a lot of uh, wins. And sometimes when things are going well, it just takes a lucky bounce here, and, and that's exactly what happened with the Pashnak goal uh, in the Jets game. Felino dumps the puck in, goes off a stanchion right to Pashnak, two to one. Next thing you know, Bruins tie the game on a power play, and then. Uh, Nick Foligno scores in the third period and the Bruins, they win that game and they, they improved to 18 and two on home ice, which is just, it's just insane. The success they've had at home, Bridget. Yeah, it is. And, and that <laughs> watching that live, the, the pass not goal was like, well, it was pretty much an empty net goal. Um, and then we were able to talk to Swayman a little bit about it. Like how he, I asked him how he would have handled it. Does he know the boards like back there because it's his home rink and would he have played it the same way? And he's like, well, you can't, you can't assume it's going to ever going to take a weird bounce like that. But he said that on a hard wraparound, he wouldn't play the puck in the boards in that area. Um, so yeah, it just ends up being what the Bruins needed for a little bit of a spark and 
it's an easy goal. It's a lucky bounce, but you know, you get some that go your way throughout the season. You get some that go against you. Um, and so, so yeah, that game was, that game was started out slow and Winnipeg had coach coach said after the game, Winnipeg had probably the strongest, um, for checking and pressure that the Bruins had faced all season. And when I asked Felino about it after the game too, he, he agreed. And he thought that it was, they, they were forcing them to make moves with a puck quickly to, you know, make quicker decisions. And they were really putting a lot of pressure. And he did also mention that, yeah, we got their best effort because we're the top team in the league. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's, it's, it's apparent too, when you see the Bruins play, it's just like, even in stretches where they don't play their best, you just, you just notice the Bruins just have the depth that other teams just don't have. And, you know, like the Jets come into town and they have some really, really high end players. Um, you have Mark Shifley, you have um, Dubois, you have Kyle Connor, um, Morrissey on the back end. You know, they have, they have players, but you just, they just can't, they just can't match the depth that Boston has. And, and that's kind of been the story this year is the Bruins can get away with, with um, some lackluster efforts because they have, they just have, they can roll four lines. They can roll three D pairs and, and two goalies. And um, it's just, look, over an 82 game schedule, they're not all going to be pretty. They're not all going to be perfect, but uh, the fact that they're where they are 27, four and two, is just it's it's incredible it's a very difficult league to win in and they don't you know, have 27 wins and whatever it's been 30 32 33 games this year is um uh, it's insane it's insane i don't know if you have any um specific takeaways from that jet scheme yeah so just one more thing before we move on to the new jersey game was just because uh the only difference in the lineup from one game to another was Swayman played the first game, not the second game. And Smith was in the first game of the back-to-back and Greer took over in New Jersey. But I wanted to talk about Swayman before we turn the page. Um, and he, the Bruins had a really slow start, gave up the first two goals, bad first period. Um, but Swayman did make some really important saves to keep him in the game. I I mean, Swayman still doesn't look as good as Allmark because Allmark just looks incredible every time he's on the ice. Um, but he did make a lot of really important saves. And when I asked Montgomery after the game, I, uh, you know, what did you get what you needed from Swayman tonight? He said, absolutely. Um, and some of the saves turned right back around and, and led to some of those Bruins goals. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, to have the, to have Swayman playing um, playing strong is very important. I mean, as good as Allmark has been, you don't want to have one guy carry the load. It's just not the way that the NHL is anymore. Um, you you want to have maybe not a 50-50 split, but you want to have the the option to do that, right? And and they definitely can do that with uh, with Swayman, who who seems to be playing better um, as of late and, and a little bit more back to what we're accustomed to seeing out of him. Yeah, and um, you're probably going to have to see – in the next now we're going to go three, three days off for Christmas Eve, Christmas and um, the 26th. And then they're on to another back-to-back on the road where they go South to, to New Jersey, just to go back North to Ottawa. And 
I assume we'll probably see both goalies on that trip as well. Yeah, and it's it's uh it, there's been a lot of home games this year for the Bruins. I think they've yeah, well, yeah, they played 20 home games this year. Well, um, before before today, they were on a five game homestand. I know, I know. So so it's so 20 out of their first whatever 33 games or whatever it's been has, have been home games. So it's definitely been a, a favorable schedule for the Bruins in that sense. Not a lot of travel, but here we go. Now they're going to start traveling, and and um, it starts with this funky road trip like we talked about uh, a few weeks ago. I don't understand why the NHL scheduled it like this um the Bruins travel to New Jersey for a December 23rd game which was tonight and then th- th- then you have the holiday right so are they gonna spend they're gonna they're gonna come home they're gonna come home for Christmas you would imagine right spend with Christmas with the, with, with the family Christmas with the family. yeah they yeah, they are yeah so they're in New Jersey and they're not able to fly the night before to Ottawa I was I was hearing what the Nesson broadcast was saying, and they're not able to fly until the 27th in the morning of the 27th. So, yeah. So it's just stupid. It's like you, you have, you fly to Jersey for a game, then you fly back to Boston, then you go to Ottawa, like you mentioned, and then back to New Jersey. Meanwhile, New Jersey, just, they get to stay home. New Jersey, you know who New Jersey's next game is against? The Bruins. The Bruins. <laughs> it's like at home. So they just played back. And I think they were coming into tonight's game on it, like with three games off previously. So they came in in such a good position to win, considering all those circumstances. And the Bruins were able to, I mean, at one point in time, the Bruins were leading four to one and it looked like they were going to walk away with it. But things get interesting at the end. But still, you you expect to get points out of this game if, if you're the Devils. And, um, it just makes it all the more impressive that the Bruins were able to um, clean things up in the second period. And I guess at the very end, hold on to things. Um, It was really what the last five minutes or so, maybe a little bit longer that it really started to look shaky, but um, middle period, they had a great, they they tend to not have the best first periods, but then that middle period is really strong. Yeah, no, it's the third period has been there been their bread and butter this year but uh but tonight it was the second period and uh it's just a it's a testament to how good of a team they are right like if if if, um if the roles were reversed and the Bruins were at home and we knew that a team was coming into the garden uh having just played the night before you would you would expect you would expect the Bruins to win um it's a lot to ask for a team to come in on the road on a back-to-back with travel and, and and put their best foot forward but the Bruins just keep being the anomaly this year and um you know there may be those out there who aren't satisfied with regular season success because they just want the Bruins win in the postseason but it's like look we can't guarantee that this is all going to translate to the postseason but um nothing I've seen from this team tells me that they aren't going to be a strong postseason team as well so it's all just there's a lot of intangibles that this team does that stand out to me like they they rise to occasions where most teams would lose situationally like tonight second of a back-to-back with travel um they always tend to to rebound strong after a a rare loss within games the Bruins seem to when they're scored against they always seem to respond in game two so they're they're resilient and um and yeah this 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 is a true test I remember Scott saying earlier this month we're looking ahead to this this um three-game stretch around the holidays because at the time New Jersey was in the middle of their 13-game win streak and the Bruins, um, you know, they've been consistently winning all year and it was looking like a, like a collision course at the end of the month. And and Scott was mentioning how um, 
it was annoying that the Bruins have to play New Jersey both times on a back-to-back and New Jersey just gets to rest. And so, like you mentioned, Bridget, it's, it was set up for New Jersey to, to succeed. Then the Bruins just keep um, not getting the message, I guess, because, because yeah, slow start, slow third, but that second period was just, you know, pretty dominant for the Bruins and they scored their goals in many different ways. Yeah, and, and Pasternak gets two more. It starts with Bergeron, which, by the way, Bergeron missed part of the first period, and it was like, okay, I wonder what what's going on with that. But he only missed one or two shifts, came back on the ice for the um, – I think it was a power play. No, it wasn't. But he he came back on the ice in the first period and then played the rest of the game, um, and he ends up getting that first goal for the Bruins to tie it at 1-1. And then the next two were Pasternak and 23rd and 24th goal of the season, which I don't know what the other players above him did, um, Tage Thompson or McDavid, but this puts him in third place as of right now, right after the Bruins game. He's third in goals in the league, and he's just been so good. I was looking and I was just looking like on his at his point streak and just ridiculous there's only I think there's only four games this season that he doesn't have at least one point (laughs) so it's just he's had he's been on a very very long point streak and it just continues he continues to find the back of the net um kind of in contrast to Marshawn who I feel like is a is a bit snake bitten but whereas Pasternak's getting the lucky bounces or getting you know things are settling pucks settling for him and he's just able to keep that point streak rolling uh, yeah, it's uh, you know, it, it's a it's a contract year for him. It, there's not a better time for him to be doing this, right? Um, on a personal level and on a team level, and yeah, he's just been lights out. And and you mentioned Marshand, and I guess that that is that's another aspect that makes this this twenty seven four and two record that much more impressive. Because if you were to tell me that that you know, they're 20, 27, four and two, but Marshan is, he's not, he's not being, he's not producing like himself and McAvoy's not producing like himself. Like they're, they're, don't get me wrong. These guys are still heavy contributors to each and every win, uh, it, whether it's on the score sheet or off the score sheet, but we all know that they're not playing to their ceilings now because, for one reason or another, and, and they're still playing this well. Yeah. You, I, I think you would probably have expected Marshawn to have more than nine goals through 25 games that, you know, since he's come back, you probably would have expected in the beginning that he would have more of those issues than, you know, 20 games in, into coming back. So yeah, that has been something that was, it's, it's interesting to follow. They keep that line to, they've kept that line together most of the season with Marshawn Bergeron and DeBrusque. And once again, today they, they go, um, check line with Zaka, Krejci, and Pasternak. And that, I thought, was their best line of the night. Obviously, the two goals from Pasternak, but Zaka had a few really good defensive plays and, and some setup passes. Krejci's setup for Pasternak's goal was, you know, perfect um, and not a pass that everybody can make. And that there was a, a point in the first period that was probably the only, like, good shift the Bruins had in that first period was just this really long cycle shift for that second line where they just were moving things around. And, and I don't know, I thought they brought it the full 60 minutes. Yeah, they did. And it was the, um, 
before them it was the it was the Bergeron line that got the got the uh, the team tied at one, which was a very important play. Obviously, uh, the Devils were up one nothing on a nice goal from from Hughes in the power play, and they're kind of feeling themselves a little bit. And off a faceoff, DeBrus just kind of gets the puck to the net. Smart play, and Bergeron tips it in one one. But you're right after that point. That, that combination of Zaka, Pasternak, and, and Krejci were really good. Um, Zaka, by the way, got the opening face-off call uh, to start the game against against Eric Hall, who he was traded for. Um, so both guys got the nod against their former team to start the game at center. But um, it was kind of interesting because the uh, the second pass from that goal, I think you alluded to it, the the backhand pass from Krejci through the, through the slot, and then Pasternak just kind of toe-dragged it and uh, – snapped it off but what's interesting is yeah um, debrusque made a joke after the game that like yeah he's just gonna tee that off like the pa- yeah. pass was perfect and he's just gonna tee that off but what, what was funny though was on uh on 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 Nesson, they were showing a replay of the goal from like from like um the bot from like all marks perspective kind of but obviously zoomed in so like it was like at the back of the of the bruins and um it was funny because you just see your the, the only New Jersey player you saw was, was Hala and you literally see 56 Hala and he's, and he's watching um, the guy, the guy he was traded for in Zaka, the guy who replaced him in Krejci uh, positionally at least. And then his former linemate Pashnak just could buy for a goal. He's just, he's just behind the play watching. It was kind of one of those like um, just funny moments based off of the offseason acquisitions and whatnot and, and transactions. But yeah, that yeah, line yeah, was really yeah. good. And Matt, Matt Porter had some reporting he, from the Boston Globe, had some reporting before the game that he saw Pasternak and Hala having a conversation and, and t- talking for a while um, before the game. And, yeah, I think there was conversations that were had between Hala and some of the Bruins before the game. And then when you think about it, it's for the first time Zaka's playing against his old team. And also Taylor Hall used to play for the Devils as well. So, um but of of the Bruins players, I did think Hall had a pretty quiet night um, on the third line with with Coyle and Frederick. Um, I thought Coyle had a decent game, and he on the save that Allmark made, where he had to like dive back, maybe one like one of his best saves of the season, where it trickles over him and then he puts the glove back and grabs it right on the goal line. Charlie Coyle's actually had his stick right behind it. So even if Allmark didn't grab it, he might've been able to tuck it under him from behind. But Coyle just has a re- like really smart hockey sense and, and good defensively, good on the penalty kill, like we've said a lot of times so far this season. But still, the second line had the biggest impact on the game. 